Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Have any interesting dinner guests this weekend? Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. Thank you for liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling your friends and loved ones about the pod. Hopefully it was a big topic of conversation around the Thanksgiving table. Hopefully nobody got into a fistfight over anything I said during this show. I hope you had a great holiday weekend. I know I did. I, of course, host Thanksgiving. I've talked about this before on the pod. I uh, make the turkey myself. I think I do a pretty good job at it. i got to tell you, this year was particularly good. Take a look at my Instagram, at Christopher Hahn. Oh, sorry, at Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram. Uh, and you can see a picture of my turkey. It's there. Um, it did well. But one thing I, I didn't have at my Thanksgiving table this year was a white supremacist or Kanye West who, you know, I used to like, um, you know, before he was anti-Semitic and was blaming my people for all the problems in the world. Touch the sky was, (laughs) I love that song. Um, No, but that was Donald Trump's dinner table. Now, I don't really want to spend the next two years talking about Donald Trump, but I did find one report from that dinner hilarious. Now, I I don't think there's anything hilarious about that guy, Fuentes, who he was sitting down with, who was a complete white supremacist hack, anti-democratic, small d democratic um, fool, who should be nowhere near anyone who has ever been president, let alone uh, somebody who's planning on running for president again. Um probably the likely nominee for his party. But the thing I found hilarious, and, and this is like going to be a light show today. I am uh, i don't have a guest. I'm just going to talk for a little while about the weekend, about musings of things going on in the world, and uh, leave you in good place, I hope. But the thing I found hilarious was Kanye West and former President Trump arguing about who should be whose VP. Now, Kanye says to Donald Trump, it's reported, I don't know if this is true, <laughs> that Kanye has already launched his own campaign for president in 2024, and Donald Trump should consider running on his ticket as his vice president. And according to reports, the dinner got tense. Now, forget the fact that 
Yay, as he likes to be called right now, you know, has been on an anti-Semitic tear for the last six months. And you're sitting there with this Nick Fuentes guy who is, without a doubt, the leading white supremacist in America. But it got tense. It got tense when they couldn't decide on who would be whose VP at the dinner. I, I would do a dramatic interpretation of that dinner if my Kanye impersonation was better. My Donald Trump's okay, okay. What are you saying? What are you saying? I, I guess I lost. I haven't done it so long. Uh, I, I, I maybe will work on my impressions of both Kanye and 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 DJT uh, to uh, perhaps do a dramatic reading of what I believe went down at that dinner when Kanye suggested to former president, twice impeached president, defeated president Donald Trump, that he should be his running mate. I mean, talk about a clash of guys. You know, two of the biggest narcissists on the planet. I hope they ate outside because there was no room, even at a place like Mar-a-Lago, to fit the two of those guys' egos. I mean, it was. It seems to me that uh, that is a pretty crazy, crazy thing uh, to 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 have happened, and I would have loved. I hope there's a tape of that somewhere. I hope somebody was at that dinner, you know, maybe one of the aides to one of these guys. Maybe, you know, maybe Kanye had an assistant that was there and and that assistant was taping it. I mean, please, please, TMZ, if you've ever done anything for me, get that tape. I want to know what happened. I want to hear that conversation. I don't care about anything else they talked about because they're all a bunch of idiots, the three of them. But I want to hear the moment when Ye says to Trump, you should be my VP in 2024. I mean, that conversation, I, I mean, I would do, I would put it verbatim in my pod, play it on my radio show, and I would definitely do a dramatic reenactment of it uh, anywhere people ask me to do it. But I mean, it, it goes to to show that these people are just not serious people, right? I mean, Trump himself is not serious. Kanye, we've known, has not been serious for a very long time. Um, but it, it shows the lack of seriousness in the Republican Party that this is their leading contender, Donald Trump, and he's getting into an argument with, you know, Kanye West, who was once one of the greatest rap stars in the world ever, right? Brilliant stuff. And they're getting into a fight at dinner with a white supremacist, or maybe he's a white nationalist. I don't know what the difference is. And they're getting into a fight over who should be whose VP. Just picture it. I I mean, it'll bring a smile to your face. Very few things that involve the former president bring a smile to my face, but that brought a smile to my face when I read that report earlier today. So it's been a, I hope you've enjoyed the weekend. Look, I, I took the entire week off last week. That's why there's no guest. I uh, hung out. I walked my dog a lot. I ran a lot. I uh, got healthy. Enjoyed my family. I really, I didn't do much. Didn't go anywhere. I uh, just kind of hung out, hung around, and uh, I think we all need a week like that. I, sp- I spent a lot of time watching soccer, 
watched a lot of the World Cup. And I don't like that it's in Qatar either. I really don't. And uh, I think FIFA is, I mean, it is probably the most corrupt sports uh, organization on the planet that they would allow themselves to be bought into Qatar. Qatar obviously built entire cities, literally built entire cities so that they can show off uh, their country for the World Cup. But, I mean, forget about the stadiums. They built, I think, four new stadiums, but they built an entire city or two in this process. They spent $500 billion on infrastructure. And I'm watching the World Cup, and I've watched a lot of it. I mean, I've watched every Team USA game. Um, I might have a hard time watching the game that airs today um, due to some other conflicts, but I really wanted to watch it. Uh, and I've watched a lot of other games. Watched Germany, Spain. I've watched Canada get beat. I've watched uh, Argentina. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I, I enjoy soccer, as you know. I'm a soccer dad, so I I love the game. I used to play soccer when I was a kid. Till I switched to football, and I played soccer after college, still with some friends in, in adult leagues. Uh, and I enjoy the game very much, and I enjoy watching the game. It's a very interesting game to watch. And I get the politics here, that there is a country that is oppressive to uh, particularly uh, gays and lesbians, bisexual and transgender, the LGBTQ community. They are very uh, oppressed in Qatar. And while I hate the fact that we're there, there's nothing you could do about it at this point. But it is drawing attention to the fact that this country that is hoping to really attract Westerners, I mean, that's the whole point of them hosting uh, the World Cup, is to attract Westerners to come as a destination with their beautiful new cities and beaches. But you're drawing attention to this oppression that that community has. And the question is, do they deal with it or not, right? Do they find a way to change course? I don't think so. I, I think that any nation that is, well, first of all, it's a principality, meaning that there is a, you know, an unelected ruler, a king, if you will. I, you know, it's not the most, it's not a democratic society. So don't expect democratic changes. But if they want to be considered a destination for Westerners, Westerners need to insist that they support human rights for all people. It's just that simple. Now, I don't like that FIFA threatened the players with yellow cards if they wear a very simple armband. The captains would wear armbands. That had a rainbow flag and it said, I think, one love or something like that or one world or one piece or something like that. FIFA said, no, you'll get a yellow card. Two yellow cards, you're out of the tournament. Or at least you're out of the knockout round. I I think that's ridiculous. And again, that speaks to FIFA being this corrupt, bought and paid for organization that runs soccer and probably shouldn't anymore. Or its leadership should be changed. Look, I mean... Sure, a lot of what FIFA does has no politics at all in it, right? I mean, I have taken FIFA refereeing classes and FIFA coaching classes in my career as a 
you know, former coach of my daughter's team. But selecting the World Cup, I mean, the last we had a World Cup in Russia and we had a World Cup now in Qatar. Uh, that's pretty suspicious to me. And perhaps that needs to change. And perhaps the nations of the world need to come together and call that stuff out. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back and I'll uh, talk a little about what's going on in China and then I'll wrap things up. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. All right, I'm back. Hey, so, um, yeah, protests erupting in China over their COVID lockdown policy. I, I wouldn't hold my breath about major changes in China. But their government's going to have to do something. They're going to have to back down somewhat in this zero-tolerance COVID policy. They got people, they're locking people in their apartments. They are, you know, the people are watching the World Cup. I think this is partially in response to the World Cup. Soccer is extremely popular in China. The World Cup is extremely popular in China. And people are watching it. And you know what they're seeing? They're seeing people in the crowds without masks on. They're seeing people walking down the street. They're not seeing people locked down in empty stadiums like you see with China's own national sporting events. And it's leading to people taking to the streets saying, what are we doing here? Now, there was also a fire in Beijing where people were not allowed to exit their apartment buildings and people died. Uh, you know, I, I think that's contributing to this as well. But I would say this. I think at some point in the next week or two, China's government will relax those policies. These protests will dissipate and that will be the end of it. I hope that this doesn't end in bloodshed. But I also hope that, you know, this does lead to some change in China's leadership. We have this guy Xi who will be there forever, it seems. But maybe not. I and mean, they keep saying that because he got a third term, he's president for life. They're five-year terms. Um, I mean, unless they expect him to die in the next five years, which, you know, he looks like he's in pretty good shape. Uh, I don't understand that. Maybe somebody could come tell me that. I mean, I'll have a, an expert on China on the radio show at some point. Um, but yeah, it is a totalitarian government just like What's going on in Iran? I mean, the United States is playing Iran today at 2 o'clock in the World Cup. And I do feel for those ad, ad, those uh, athletes. 
on the Iranian soccer team. I still hope the United States beats them, by the way, but I do feel for them. They have protested their own government at the World Cup, supporting the women who have been in the streets protesting uh, regulations in Iran that don't allow women to dress as they want, wear their hair out. And the Iranian men's soccer team has supported that protest very publicly at the World Cup. I don't know what that means for them. I don't know that they can go home. I don't understand. Look, it's hard for us as Americans to understand the oppression that exists in places like China and Russia and Qatar for that matter. It is hard for us to understand and comprehend that fully. But it does exist. And you have to honor the people who stand up to it. The people protesting in China, they are risking so much. They are risking far more than we do when we go out and vote or when we protest here in this country. They are risking their lives without a doubt in both places. Many women who have been protesting in the streets of Iran over the last several months have been killed, others imprisoned. It's scary. It's a scary world. So let's hear it for the athletes who are standing up. Let's hear it for the people taking to the streets in China. Let's hear it for the women who are defying the strict moral code, defying the morality police, which is a real thing in Iran. Let's hear it for them. And when we think about, oh God, it's such a pain to go out and vote. Oh my God, you really need me to make phone calls in Georgia again? Think about the women who are getting beaten in Iran right now for removing a headscarf. Think about these Iranian soccer players who can never go home. And then get on the phone and make democracy work in this country. Get out and vote. Not that most of us have to vote now. My Georgia listeners have to vote. But get out and vote when it's time to vote. Go protest when you see something going wrong in this country. Don't take what we have for granted. All right, with that, I think I'm going to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. 
with reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program. The world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. 